Welcome to the Taylor's Life podcast. I hope you're all doing well. Today I have a really, really exciting episode where I'm joined by Kat. And now Kat and I met way back when we were in year seven and our paths really didn't cross up until now. So we both went to university, did our thing and now we both work in the crazy world of TV. And like Kat has done some amazing things. And I really, really want to just get to know her more and about her work so without further ado let's welcome Kat to the podcast. Hi thank you yeah great. How have you been recently what's been going on in the world of Kat have you been busy at work like fill me in. Yeah no I've been so so busy I feel like I haven't had a moment to myself but yeah I've, I've recently graduated from uni um so yeah so it's just about finding my feet now but in the industry so I went to the University of Salford back in 2020 and I did television and radio production which is like we call it bat up um but it was so good it was honestly the best thing I'd ever done absolutely loved every minute of it Oh, that's amazing. We'll get into all of your uni experiences in just a second. We just want to paint a picture of what you were like before you went to university. So have you always loved like media, film, TV, you name it? Have you been into it? Yeah, yeah. Always, always loved television. Um, mainly like British television. I think ever since I was quite young, um, you know, dating back to about year seven, really, I was been watching like um, British fictional um crime dramas and stuff like that and coronation street um and i've just always been a fan since then that was sort of like my main focus when i was in school like i'd come home and i'd either watch it or i'd do like a lot of video editing and i I would just sort of be engulfed in it that's amazing so what sort of stuff did you video edit at your young age did you have like a youtube account um, it was more like vines. Did you ever have vine? I never had vine, but I do know what it is. It's not yeah. the equivalent to TikTok nowadays. Yeah, it, it, exactly that. But like, they were only like six second videos. They were never of myself. They were just of like whatever TV show I was watching at the time. Just because I saw other people doing it with like really popular shows, so I really wanted to do it on the shows I was watching and like the films I'd watched and stuff. So. It was just it was just stuff like that. Like I look back now and they're, they're very very bad, but um, but it, it is it is nice to watch because that was sort of like my comfort thing. It was just my hobby and it kept me busy. That's amazing, and like the fact that you actually like went to university and pursued that obviously shows that this has been like your desire for the longest time. So you said um. It's always what you've loved to do and it's your main focus, like doing school and stuff. So what A-levels did you do? Well, funny enough, like it was my main focus in terms of like hobby wise, but um, I was actually planning on doing medicine or something down the science route when I was in GCSEs. Um, so my parents both worked for the BBC when I was younger. Sorry, not when I was younger, when they were younger. And uh, they don't work for the BBC anymore. So I've always had it in my mind that working in TV isn't like a stable career or anything like that. Um, that was just sort of how I grew up thinking because obviously my parents don't work there anymore. Um, so even though I wanted to work in TV, um, I just stuck to the science route, knowing it was more of a secure job. It's something I could get straight out of uni and stuff like that. 
Um, so I did biology, chemistry, English literature and language in Welsh Baccalaureate in A-level and I hated it. I really, really hated it. Um, but that's just because it's not what I wanted to do. It was just what I was trying to force myself to do. And I think it's what everyone else around me wanted me to do as well. I think they were all sort of like the fact that, um, you know, there was a chance that I could go and do medicine and stuff like that. But it just, it really didn't interest me. But school was very academic um, at my high school. So they didn't have any media courses or anything like that. If they had media, I would have 100% taken it. Um, but they didn't have have that kind of facilities. I know they used to, but by the time I got that, they didn't. So I think I took a, as soon as I got my results, I didn't do very well. I think I got an A, two Cs and a D. So I didn't do very well, again, because I just, I hated it. And I wasn't actually all that great at, sci- at science. It was just GCSEs were sort of a memory game. And I just sort of did quite well with that. I fluked it really, but... Um, and then I just, I got my results and I remember a teacher coming up to me and saying, oh, so, you know, you're going to go to uni then. And I just went, no, like, no, I have no interest. At that point, I didn't really know exactly what it was that I wanted to do. I knew deep down that like television is always what I've wanted to do. But again, with that sort of fear of it not being secure again, growing up in Ammonford, which is sort of kind of, I feel like in the middle of nowhere, and there's not many opportunities um, around that area. I just thought, I just thought like, it just couldn't happen for me. Um, So I took a gap year to try and figure out what I really, really wanted to do. And it just kept, I just thought, you know what, it is television that I want to do. And I'm just going to apply to Salford. Um, Because Salford Uni is based in Media City, um, in Manchester, which is where um, a lot of ITV, BBC studios are. So, and Coronation Street as well, obviously. So I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. Even even though I didn't have the grades, I didn't have the um, sort of previous media experience. All I had was my background of video editing, um, which I'd done since the age of 13. And by the time I was applying, I was probably, what, like 18, 19? I can't remember. Yeah, about 19. So um, I talked a lot about that in my personal statement. And I think that's what really helped me get into getting onto the course so I'd applied to like five unis and Salford was the one I really wanted to go to it was my number one choice it was my dream uni um but I just thought because I didn't have the grades I didn't think I was going to get in but it, luckily it was actually the first one I heard back from like only a couple of days later and because I'd taken a gap year I didn't need to know my grades so I didn't I didn't really have conditional I was just given an, an unconditional offer straight away so I was just yeah I was so pleased honestly it was the best best feeling ever I can remember it like it was yesterday um yeah and like that was just the beginning of it all and I'm just on the other end now so yeah it, it's it's mad really how it's all turned around that's amazing and did you pick university yourself like because it had Corey and all of these huge sort of TV production companies up there like was that the main reason yeah yeah so because I've loved Corey since I was quite young I'd been to Media City a few times um with my mum um just just going up there out of interest and I just absolutely loved the environment of the atmosphere it was just so lively it was like the perfect place it really is the perfect place and I just remember thinking like oh my gosh I would love to work here one day and um 
Yeah, and so I think knowing that Sulfur Junior was based there, I just knew straight away that that's where I wanted to go. And so I looked more into the uni, and it, it is excellent. It is the best uni. I'm so glad I went there. Um, it's even great for, like, you know, um, mental health support, um, supporting with pretty much anything, actually. It's a really, really good uni. I'd recommend it to anyone who wanted to do media. That's amazing. I mean, you're telling me three years too late now, Kat, but otherwise... But, um, well, to be fair, I can't beat Aberystwyth down because it was really, really good and I really enjoyed my time. Yeah, Aberystwyth is beautiful. It's so nice down there. It is so lush. Like, I would highly recommend that university to everybody as well. Yeah. (laughs) But, um... I think everybody's like that with their uni, that's yeah. kind of yeah. experience. Yeah, 100%. So you, um, so you left your uni course, you left everything. So tell me about the projects that you did. Like, what were your main projects throughout the entire sort of three years that you were there? Um, oh, I did I did quite a lot of, of projects um, because there was no exams with my my course it was all sort of coursework based I suppose you would say but it was all just making films or projects or writing about tv or radio if that was what you wanted to prefer because I did television and radio um in the first year we got like a taste of both television and radio I knew radio isn't what I wanted to go into I went there for television so I gave radio a go had a bit of fun with it and just carried on with it precisely for fun so you know just did a few like projects with my friends you know just like extracurricular kind of things where we'd book out the radio studio and just sort of have a radio station um like a little radio show going on it was it was fun but I just knew it was not what I wanted to do so um I carried on in second year with camera and lighting and um a couple of other subjects my brain's like I said I can't really remember exactly what it was but camera lighting is the one that sticks out for me because that was the first time I ever really got to work with um industry grade cameras and that is something I've not really ever done before like I've played with DSLRs and stuff but never really been fully interested in in cameras but absolutely loved it and um I then carried on with camera lighting advanced camera lighting in my third year and I've just fallen in love with like cinematography and composition and framing. I absolutely love it. Um, so camera work, I think, is something I'd like to carry on with in my career. But I don't want to sort of keep myself in one box. I want to explore the industry as much as I can. Um, but yeah. in terms of projects and stuff, I'm trying to think of of specific ones we did. Um, I did a little film in second year for my camera and lighting um, course and it was about a young young couple going on a date and he spiked um, the woman um, in her own flat. So I think I've always gone for these sort of dark subjects when it comes to my films and stuff like that because then for my final project at uni I decided to do a TV drama and I did a final project based on the topic of rape and a young woman who is dealing with the aftermath of it um and you know her journey then going on from there so yeah I think I've always gone for sort of dark um dark subjects but I think they're quite interesting to explore and research and try to carry out 
Definitely. And I really want to talk about your project, Your Word Against Mine, because honestly, when I watched it, I was completely moved. Like, I thought it was incredible. You've managed to get a universal experience in a 10-minute film. So, like, anybody who will have experienced anything like that, I really do think they'll be able to relate to your film. And I was just wondering, like, how did you come up with the concept? Like, why did you go down this route? So, it's quite a difficult one for me because I'm not someone who likes to write or script write. Um, Even though that was another thing I did at uni and it was fun, it's not something I enjoy doing because I struggle to come up with ideas. Um, I sort of need to be given sort of prompts and stuff to then develop an idea. So I struggled for a little while. We had about four months to work on it and I struggled for a couple of weeks about what I really wanted to work to work on because I really wanted to make the film something I was really proud of with it being the last thing I was going to make at uni um so it was really important to me that I was really comfortable with making what I was going to make whatever story I was going to to choose so I looked at prompts online to try and get some sort of story going but there was just nothing that was that was grabbing me and so Again, I was just sort of um, researching online, trying to find something to to, to go with Um, until I was actually one night just listening to, um, funny enough, Breathing by Jason Derulo. And I just wanted to know where the sample was from, from the song. And he sampled a song called, I actually don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, it's called like Palincipi by the Bulgarian State Radio and Television Female Choir. Um... And so I listened to that and it's a really emotional piece. It is really, really, like, it just gave me goosebumps. Um, I had it in my headphones and it was just really powerful. And it was actually from that that I had some sort of inspiration for a story. I just I just had, like, sort of these images in my mind. And one of them was a young woman sort of in turmoil in the middle of, a, of the night. Um, and I kind of wanted to build on that then. What was this woman's story? Um, you know, what's happened to her? Why is she in turmoil in the middle of the night? Um, and from that, then other shots came to mind and I wrote these down. And then from that, I decided to come up with, um, to, to surround my story based on the topic of rape, um, which is, again, quite quite a dark um, and heavy story. But um I knew that once I decided to start the topic on rape, I just had this massive responsibility to do it right, to do it ethically and, to, you know, to have like, I had this big responsibility to carry it out with as much respect as possible for people who have actually gone through this kind of thing. So I did, I then did like a lot of research into the topic and I also used like a lot of inspiration from soap opera storylines from both Emmerdale and Coronation Street and built on the story um, then you know, throughout a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. Um, But I mainly focused on shots and cinematography and then built the story around that rather than starting with a story and then coming up with shots after. That's just sort of how my mind works because I'm really into cinematography and stuff like that. I have to say your cinematography was so, so good, like absolutely amazing. But I actually do want to give some facts about sexual assault in England and Wales just for you if you didn't know and our listeners so this is a 
trigger warning sort of part, but one in four women, one in six children, and one in 18 men are either raped or sexually assaulted. Like, that is actually mental, and it's it's really honourable that you were like, listen, I am going to create a cinematic piece for a universal experience, like, as another creative, like, that's ballsy. And also, didn't you win an award for your film? Yeah, I did. So I won um, the best TV drama at my university at my university's awards night they have like this um baftas they call it every year um so they do different categories and it's just sort of um celebrating students work and yeah I, I got I got the award I was honestly I didn't actually expect to get um to get it at all because I was against two of the really really powerful films so yeah I was actually elated that I won um especially with it with it being a piece that I was really proud of. Um, it's just a great way to finish uni, really. That's amazing. And, like, the most important thing is that you left uni and you were happy with that project. Like, anything on top of that is just extra. Do you know what I mean? And then I think as well the fact that you've been able to explore such a dark, harrowing topic and able to get the recognition it deserves as well. Like, kudos to you. Like, kudos where it's deserved. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Really, thank you. Also, I just want to add as well, like, your final project is a sum up of what you can do. Like, it's something you show employers. It's what your last three years has been about. But I'm actually really interested. So I'm really into, like, welfare, making sure that all cast and crew needs are met on set. So how did you manage this? Yeah, of course. So um, throughout the entire project, I was quite aware of how challenging the uh, subject is and can be for anyone who's gone through it. And of course, nobody knows anyone's story. Nobody knows what anyone else has gone through in their lives. So I had to make sure that whoever I was working with was all right, whether they've been through it or not, or whether it's affecting them or not, because it is a harrowing subject. It's 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 really not something fun to have to go through or to have to be surrounded by. So um I had this ethical responsibility to make sure that the cast and crew were dealing with it okay and that they were, you know, sort of coping mentally with it. Like I know it sounds really deep, but with this kind of thing, you have to make sure, especially with cast, because they're sort of putting their bodies in, under such pressure, they're putting themselves into an environment where they've been through it, that, that they're all right, you know, coming out of it. That is my responsibility because I'm putting this them through it, if that makes sense. So um, for me, obviously, I only had four months to make this film. And... Um, my cast was built up of three students and um, my crew, it was mainly just me making the film, um, but I had um, about two or three people help me on, on odd days where, where they could help, you know, just moving equipment and stuff like that. Um, so I, I just wanted to make sure I was spreading out the filming days as much as I could so people weren't having full, you know, eight-hour days being surrounded by such a harrowing topic 
you know, so it was only like maybe like three hour days, just getting through it, making sure they were all right. And then, you know, they can carry on with their day and doing what they needed to do. Um, so that was a challenge because obviously sometimes cancellations happen. Sometimes availability isn't exactly what you want it to be. Um, but we got through it and I had to, I had to keep checking in with the cast, um, making sure they were all right. Um, just basically checking up on them, asking how they were doing, uh, asking if they were right to carry on. Um, and just making sure that the time constraints with filming wasn't too too challenging, that it was just um, no more than about five hours of filming in a day. So good as a director that you're actually able to have that mindset, like you know what your custom crew need. Like maybe other directors wouldn't know that like, oh gosh, this is a really, really dark, dark topic. Like I need to ensure that my custom crew are like all okay and safe do you know what I mean and I also think as well to be able to do a topic like that you know pre-production post-production everything in four months it's just not enough time it's like no way I think people don't understand the amount of work that you know it's for people that don't really know film or tv like I don't think they understand just how long and how much work and effort is put into a 10 minute film you know they just see the 10 minutes and then they don't really think much more of it but that was four months of my life and I worked on it every single day and honestly it was I can't say it was easy for me it was actually really quite hard there were some days where I just found it really really difficult um and just sort of took myself out of the um out of it just to make sure I was keeping all right with it um but yeah it, it was it was really really difficult but um we got through it and it, it was, you know, a really successful sort of thing for me to be able to do that and to do it responsibly as well. I'm sure cast and crew, honestly, will give you great, great feedback. And like, also, this is the start of your career. Like, you are still so young. Like, you've got years ahead of you. So what is it that you want to go down? Do you want to go down a camera op route, like production assistant? Like, what is your sort of plan um well going into the industry now um I want to start off running or um camera assisting I think that's where I really want to start off with because I don't want to really narrow my opportunities I kind of want to be able to explore what avenues there are because there are so many roles in tv it's actually insane there's there are roles I never even heard of before and there might be a role there that's suited for me that I've never heard of before so at the moment, with with my experience at uni and loving camera work, I really do want to go into camera. Um, so I am looking for camera assistant roles and stuff like that. And I'm working as a camera on a feature film as well. So I think maybe that probably will be the route that I go down. But I would also like to do some running just to begin with, just to, you know, get my feet on the ground and meet lots of people uh, and just see what other avenues there are. Absolutely, and a lot of the time in this industry, it's like who you know, not what you know. So, like, yeah. if you can get your foot on the floor and start doing some running and things, like, you're going to meet so many people. Yeah, exactly. That you know what I mean, and like, mm-hmm. I actually, I haven't done any running work yet, but I'd love to actually be on location, be in the studio. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. actually get into the nitty gritty of the story. Yeah. So I could really like 
relate to that sort of like desire and experience. What is it and that you would like to go down? Um, it's really difficult at the moment because I mainly focus on documentaries and stuff in universities. That was like my main sort of role. But I was on the Channel 4 production scheme. I've only got one week left as we recorded this, actually. Oh, right. And that was mainly fact-ed shows, but I was a researcher, so I was mainly in the office. So my main desire, I guess, is to go out on location. But because I never really experienced running or anything like that on like um, like Doctor Who or something, that's one of the shows that I want to work on, like mm-hmm. drama. I'm unsure, but I feel like I would maybe prefer that maybe to dramas because dramas are really really hard hitting, and I've got quite a lot of like PTSD from my past and stuff. So sometimes it's not easy to go through that yeah. with. Like it's it's difficult. So um, I get told a lot that I'll be great as a well-being officer or a well-being producer. And yes, I could actually see myself doing that role. But at the same time, like I'm not emotionally ready to take that on right now. Yeah. So maybe in ten years' time, maybe. But I just I'm really quite happy just trying to figure out figure it out at the moment because like it's really difficult. Like especially when you work in TV, like, when I asked you, like, is this the route you want to go down? Like, it's so difficult sometimes to pick that one route that you want to go because there's so many different options, like you mentioned earlier. So picking that one thing, it's really hard. It really, really is. Yeah, it is. It's a wonderful world to be in, but it's intense. Yeah, it's so... it is honestly so intense. Like, you think that uni is sort of the beginning, but it's not. It's as soon as you finish uni and you get into the industry, that is actually where it all begins. Um, even not straight away as well. Like, you, you will just learn things you've never even thought of learning about in uni and they never even mentioned to you. But that's just how it is, I suppose. But I think it's actually quite exciting as well because your learning doesn't sort of end at uni. You know, it keeps on going. And I think that's actually more more interesting because then every day is different yeah definitely and yeah it's just it's been really really interesting sort of hearing about all your uni experiences and things and i'd be interested in knowing so like you graduated from uni now what are you doing with your life like what has happened in the world of plan so I have been working as a duty manager at the Coronation Street Experience, big surprise, I know, um, for <laughs> for about a year now, since March 2022, so, well, about a year and a half, actually, so that is what I'm carrying on with in terms of work, um, but it's really exciting, I absolutely, I love my job, I absolutely love it, it doesn't even feel like a job half the time, because obviously I'm just working on a set that I absolutely love, um, working with um team members that absolutely love the show and I'm surrounded by thousands of guests that love the show so it's a great environment to be in and it's actually brought me so many opportunities as well like I've met so many people on the production team because I work around them a lot and I also work around them filming a lot um and I yeah I know I have a few contacts from there so I'm hoping to get into production soon 
um, the production side of things at Kari. But obviously things like that take time and it's just about when they have these opportunities. Um, but I'm determined and I just hope that one time in my career I can work for them because I'd be happy if I just had a job with them. I would just sort of build my career within that production and I'd be so happy with it. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing at the moment, but I'm also just picking up some freelance work as well. So um, like I mentioned before, I am a camera op on, on a feature film at the minute. Um, it's still, it's still um, we'll, we'll be filming on Monday as well, but I was working on the last block of filming. So that's really fun because the director's sort of giving me artistic freedom with the shots and stuff because he's more focused on directing the cast than he is the cinematography um so that's really great I mean it just feels like I'm back in uni really but I'm getting paid for it so I absolutely love that um yeah I love it I really do love it so I'm just picking up some freelance work where I can um and then mainly working at Cory. That's amazing. You know, you love the Corrie's real. Like, there's no denying that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, honest, yeah honestly, I do love it. It's, it's like a comfort thing for me, and it always has been. Like, you grow with the characters, and you grow with the storylines, and it's just always there. Like, it's never going to end. Well, hopefully it doesn't anyway. It's been going on for about 63 years now, but it's not going to end anytime soon. And, you know, you're not waiting for the next series to come on. It's just on three times a week. And it's great because it's just something you can always sort of sit back and relax and watch. Do you watch it every episode? I'm going to have to say no for that one. I really try. I'm so behind at the moment because uni just, with my final project, it like took over my life. Like it was all I was focused on. So I fell behind on, on Kari quite badly um so I'm trying really hard to catch up now um because I, I I do like to be as updated as possible I read about it and stuff like that on Facebook so I do know what storylines are currently going on and what's new but I just haven't been been actively watching it but I, I really do need to, to keep up with it but it is like a part-time job in itself because of how often it's on so it's like three hours a week um it, it's a lot really for TV but it, it's great it, it, I can't complain Oh, I love that. Well, good luck catching up with all of the apps. Thank you. But it's really, it's been really exciting and refreshing hearing about all of your sort of TV experiences and where you want to go in the future. It's always exciting talking about the future because you can only look forward, you know what I mean? So yeah. I really enjoy having this conversation with you. And is there anything that you want to say before we close up? Um, nothing specifically, but for advice for anyone who is looking to go into TV, um, just do it. It is a stable career if you're determined enough and it's all about who you know. It is all about who you know. So get those connections early, get those connections while you're in uni and get as much experience as you can, even if it's um, working for free while you're in uni, just to do it, just do the shadowing. It, you know you'll learn a lot and having that on your cv will really benefit you in the future definitely and getting on linkedin and talent manager yes if you're in wheels like screen alliance wheels and things like that like they're all really great places for work and yeah it's just exciting so i've loved this conversation with you like it's been really really nice so thank you so much for coming on the podcast 
yeah. thank you so much for being Honestly, here. yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's been so nice catching up with you. And it is nice to know that even though we haven't really spoken since like year seven, um, that we've gone down really similar paths, obviously in different areas. But it's just nice to know that like someone from my past is also going down the same sort of route. It's really nice to know. It's just, yeah, it is really nice. It's like a sort of wholesome sort of thing because I actually moved away from Aberthwood when we were in your age. So, I were, I, you know, anybody else that I was in class with or in my year in year seven, I have not really seen at all because our paths were just completely different. So, you're like the one person who actually is still sort of relevant. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's funny how that's done a 360. Yeah, no, it's like, it's like, it is really comforting, like you mentioned before. It is it is really nice to know. And it's nice to just keep keep up with people, especially if we're going into the same industry. You never know, we might be working on something together in the future. You just never know. Who knows, one day. And if ever I'm back in Amsterdam or down the neck of the woods, I'll let you know, that's for sure. Yes, fantastic. Or if you're up in Manchester, we'll go for a coffee. Okay, like, oh, if you're done, Cardiff, let me know. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely will do. Will do. Amazing. So, thank you, Kat, for coming on the podcast, and thank you to my listeners, and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye, guys. Bye.